Hi, you're listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. SincerelyMrsMommy.com is a mom lifestyle blog dedicated to sharing authentic tips, advice, and inspirational stories for the modern mom. Our goal is to encourage you to grow, thrive, and be confident in every role that you lead. My name is Desiree Ofori. I'm the founder and the host for today. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. I am Desiree and I appreciate you so much for being with me today. So this past week we celebrated Valentine's Day and or Galentine's Day <laughs> for those of you who are single or you had some time with your girlfriends and just um, loved on each other. But it was Valentine's Day and often we think about, you know, relationships and couples and things of that nature that are surrounded by love. But something that I think that um, many of us don't think about when it comes to Valentine's Day is self-love. And a part of self-love I have been discovering the past few weeks is boundaries. Realizing that if I don't have boundaries in place, not just boundaries of how I allow other people to treat me or to interact with me, but the boundaries that I set up for myself with how I interact with other people, what I say yes to, what I say no to, what I allow in my life. For the past three or four years, I have known about the book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And on the book, it says when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. And I realized that I have struggled with the people pleasing (laughs) part of boundaries, Um, wanting to make everybody happy, wanting to not disappoint anyone, wanting to make sure that I had a good image and that if someone needed me, that I was there, that I was supporting, that I was loyal. But in the end, realizing that I was a lot of times miserable and (laughs) not satisfied with the decisions that I've made. Um, I read the book, The Disease to Please by Harriet Breaker, Dr. Harriet Breaker. And I read, I didn't read the whole book. I read maybe almost half of it (laughs) and just through and through it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is me, this is me, this is me, this is me. Where did this come from? And so um, after reading half of that book, uh, a friend of mine had the book Boundaries. So I decided instead of purchasing it, I would just borrow it from her and I got through almost half of it and then I decided to do the audio version And I got the audio version from my public library and realized that a lot of what I was listening to, I had already read that. So it was just, I just don't know. (laughs) Me and books lately, I've been trying to, I've been trying to get through, through them, but it's just not been working out (laughs) so much for me. Maybe it's the type of books that I'm reading, but um, I figured that I got enough from the Disease to Please book and the Boundaries book. And experiencing some things over the last few weeks that have helped me to realize what it is that I need to change and how having boundaries is not so much about um, pushing people away or putting up this wall of protection, but it's more about self-love and self-preservation. 
three things that I've come to realize um, that are important factors of boundaries for self-love is identity, motive, and commitment. So with identity, um, I went to the Hey Girl Hey Retreat. I talked about that in the last podcast. And Dr. Rachel Jenkins was had a session for the, not doctor, well, I'm speaking it into existence. If she's not a doctor, I'm speaking it into existence. Dr. Rachel, Dr. Pastor <laughs> Rachel Jenkins talked about um, in her mastermind session about identity and the difference between being whole and healed. And something that she said about identity really stuck out to me and has been like haunting my mind <laughs> and haunting in a good way, not in a bad way, but it's just been really like stuck with me the past couple of weeks. And it is, who were you before you came to this earth? And the analogy that I think of is like superheroes when they came from a different planet, they had powers, they had um, royalty, you know, standings and whatnot. And the people from those planets, they knew who they were. They knew the greatness that was within them. But when that person left and came to Earth, they most times, most likely had a memory block, didn't remember anything from their past and are starting over. And so even though they're starting over and they have no memory of who they were and what they are capable of, that doesn't change the fact that they are powerful, they have powers, they are royalty, they have whatever, you know, whatever their history is before they came to the earth. It's still within them. It didn't leave. It's just that they can't remember. And even though they can't remember the people from those planets, sorry, you hear the baby in the background, <laughs> mom life, um, you they still hold and are they still have those qualities and those characteristics about them whether they remember them or not and even if somebody was to tell them whether they believed it or not it's still facts it's like being a mom you're a mom or you're not a mom if you birthed a child you are a mother regardless of whether you are still parenting that child or that child is still in your you know um your custody you are a mother. Nothing can change that. If you adopted a child, you went through the legal process to become custodian, to become guardian of that child. Nothing can take that away from you. You are, <laughs> you are a mother. And so I often think about, you know, my identity. Who was I before I came to this earth? Who does God see me as? These powers, these characteristics that I hold that seep out from time to time that other people are able to see, but I'm not able to see. And it's important, I feel, to know your identity and to accept your identity. Because if you don't accept your identity and know who you are, you will take anything and you won't have respect for yourself. Part of having um, self-respect is knowing who you are and being responsible to that person. Okay? You got to be responsible to that person. And when you're responsible for something, you are in charge of it. You take care of it. Um, <laughs> you should take care of it. Um, you feed it. You nurture it. And if you think about having that responsibility over the identity of who you were before you came to this earth, you would treat yourself better. You would talk to yourself better. You would not 
allow the negative words and thoughts that come in your mind to be on replay. You would push them aside. You would kick them out. You would say you have no place here. And so when I think of identity and boundaries, I think of if I'm setting up a boundary and I'm saying this is how I'm going to allow this person to treat me or people to treat me or to speak to me or to deal with me. I am having responsibility and I am accepting my identity. Also, from the people pleaser um, point of you know standpoint, if I say no to something or say no to someone or I say yes to something or I say yes to someone, whatever their reaction is shouldn't be a reflection of my identity. I should still be okay with saying this is who I am. (laughs) This is what I can do for you. This is what I can offer you. This is what I can accept. And this is what I cannot accept. Whether you like it or not, that does not take away from who I am. I'm still a great person. I'm still lovable. I'm still kind. I'm still respectful. I'm still, um, loyal. I'm still, um, passionate I'm still you know whatever all those positive things are that you still are it doesn't take away from that just because you said yes to something or you said no to something your identity still stands and that's something that I feel like I really have to um, continue to work on that just because I said no to something that I did not want to do doesn't take away from me being a good person doesn't take away from who I am it's just for that decision I said no (laughs) I still accept who I am I'm responsible for who I am I love and respect who I am enough to say no to this or yes to that it doesn't take away from me I hope that makes sense it just really made sense to me you know laying it out that way the next thing is motive If you really think about it, if somebody asks you to do something or they, you know, tell you to do something, what is your motive behind complying and saying yes or saying no? Are you saying yes because you want to look good or because you don't want to disappoint that person or because it could work out for your favor um, down the line or if it's a good look for you or um, it's an opportunity? provide an opportunity, you know, down the road for you or even immediately for you um, that will help expand whatever that you're doing or push you forward in whatever you're working towards? Or are you doing it, you know, out of love because you genuinely care about that person or what they need, even if it's something that you really don't really want to do, but you, because of the love that you have for them, you would do it anyway and it's not and not be doing it in a way that well you want me to do this and I love you so I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna give and give and give no <laughs> giving in a way that it doesn't take away from who you are the core your more your morals um what you love it's it's giving out of generosity not out of because I'm gonna be a doormat And just allow you to just take from me or do whatever you will with me. And I'm just going to do for you. Are you giving out out of the pure goodness of your heart? Your motive? Or are you saying yes for something negative? Because you... um, What's a good example? Because you don't want 
to look bad <laughs> or you don't want um, them to think that, well, she's not loyal or she doesn't give or she's selfish or she's stingy or because, well, I'd rather be doing something else instead. So I'm going to say no or I don't care about you or I'm going to say no out of resentment because I really don't want to do this for you because such and such happened and out of revenge and you're saying no. Like, what is your motive? If it's something that you really want to do out of the good, the goodness, the pureness of your heart, and because it can, you know, be beneficial to you, there's nothing wrong with saying yes to something that would be beneficial to you. There's nothing wrong with that. But are you doing it, you know, out of stinginess? What is your motive? I would say yes to things because I don't want to disappoint someone. Not necessarily because I wanted to do that task or be a part of that. I'm going to go there, be a part of that ministry or volunteer, <laughs> but because I just didn't want to look bad or I just wanted to keep a good face that she's so helpful. She's so kind. She's sweet. She would do it anyway. They, I really need your help. Please, please, please help me. Um, I, I would say yes to these things. And then in my mind, as soon as the yes comes out, I would be, or not even soon as sometimes shortly after, or in my mind, I would know like, oh, I shouldn't have said yes. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do that. And then have, you know, be wrapped in my brain with just like regret and just disdain and just like, oh, I don't want to do this. And, but on my outside, I'm trying to like smile and like, yeah, I just want to do this. I just want to serve and give. And, <laughs> and, and I have to realize and had to realize that just because if I say no, doesn't mean that I, I'm not all of those good things. Again, back to identity. It doesn't take away from who I am or what I can give. I can say no. And it could be because it's not a good time for me. It's not convenient. Um, yes, there are times that you have to do things out of that are not convenient, but like, if it doesn't make realistic sense to say yes, um, and to do something, then you should not be saying yes. I saw it somewhere or I heard it somewhere. And they said, when you say, are getting ready to say no to something, say, I love you. And then whatever it is that <laughs> you're not able to do. So I love you, but I'm not able to come to that, that thing. I love you, but I'm not able to do that for you. I love you, but no, I can't lend you that money. And even if you don't say, I love you out loud, you can say it in your mind. I love you, but, and then give them the response or ask for time to think about replying um, to that response before you just readily give information. Sometimes we say yes to things without thinking or we say no to things without thinking, but then like we have some time to think about it, maybe a day or two later and then we're like, yeah, I could work that out or no, I really can't do that. That's not going to work for me. Sometimes you need to have that boundary with yourself to be like, give me another day, a day or like, give me some time to think about this or give me a few minutes to get back to you. That's kind of why I like text messages, side note, <laughs> because I can think about it before I respond, <laughs> because on the phone, it's just like, uh, you feel like so compelled to like just give an answer right away. And then you're like, uh, I should have thought about that before I said what I said. But I digress. <laughs> Along with the motive, you also have to think about being honest with yourself. Is this really what I want to do deep down in my heart? 
is this something that I want to give my time to? Do I really want to give my money? (laughs) Do I really want to give my time? Do I really want to not go and do this or do that? Do I really want to say no? I mean, a funny but, you know, quick analogy is like if somebody offers you a piece of cake and you're really want that cake, but you're trying to look nice and polished (laughs) in front of people or you don't want to look like you're greedy or you're like, oh, I just ate something else, but I really want it. I I had those moments at the retreat. (laughs) I was just eating and eating and eating, but I really wanted it. Like I had to be truthful with myself, honest with myself. I really want it. And I'm not going to spend time being like, oh, I really should have taken it. Um, (laughs) If you really want it, then Say yes, I want it and take it and accept the blessing or the, you know, the gift that someone wants to give to you. So you have to be honest and you have to be um, truthful with and think about what your motive is and be honest with what you really want and what's important to you or what's not important to you as well. And then the last thing is commitment, thinking about If you said yes or if you said no, are you going to be able to stay committed to what your decision was? So the Bible says that let your yeas be yeas and let your noes be no. And that basically means that if you're going to say yes to something, let it be what you're going to say yes to and go for it. And if you're going to say no to it, let that be your word and stick to it. Don't be wishy-washy saying yes when you really mean no and saying no when you really mean yes. So I read somewhere or heard somewhere that when you say yes, but in your mind you're saying no and you really don't want to do it, that is lying. And when I heard that or read that, I was like, whoa, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. I don't want to be a liar. (laughs) I don't want to be considered a liar. And that just really stuck with me. And so I've been trying to be more intentional about that, thinking about it. It, Do I really want to say yes to this opportunity, to this event, to this service, to this thing? Or am I going to be lying and say yes, but in my heart saying no, and then later on be like resentful and upset and frustrated with myself, getting on my own nerves because I keep saying yes or no to things that I really wanted to, you know, have a different response to. You have to be, again, you have to be honest. You have to be honest and you have to be um, committed to what it is that you're saying you're going to do. Yes, things happen and emergencies happen that you're not able to follow through. But if you're going to have good boundaries, you know, and respect for yourself and your time and your resources, you're going to say yes to what is, you know, falls in line with your identity, with who you are, and not allow it to take away from you. And you're going to think about your motive. Is my motive good? Is it pure? And your commitment. Are you really going to commit to this and, you know, stick to your word? Because what you continue to do, people will start to realize um, what your boundaries are and what they can come to you for and what they can't come to you for. So if you want to stop people from coming to you and continuing to ask for money or to, you know, um, keep asking you to be a part of things that you really don't want to be a part of, or you really don't want to give your money, then if you put that boundary up, realizing that I don't want to be known as just, you know, a bank, (laughs) I don't want to be known as um, 
I'll just do anything and you can walk over me or doormat and I'll do every and anything. Um, I don't want to be known as that. So that's not a part of my identity. Um, I accept myself that whether you like it or not, it's not going to take away from me being a good person. And my motive for saying is that I really just don't want to. My heart is not into it. My mind is not into it. I really, you know, realistically can't, you know, give what you need. And so, and you stick to that commitment and you don't go back on your word. People are going to pick up on that and they're going to, going to have to start respecting it, whether they like it or not. <laughs> you teach people how to respect you. Okay. Not by what you say, but what you do. So if you say that you're going to be, you know, this kind of a person and you're not going to take this anymore, but then you go back on your word, they're going to know that, well, she says yes or she said no, but she really is going to change her mind anyway. So or we can manipulate the situation or we can persuade her to change her mind. You don't want to be, you know, easily persuaded to change your mind, especially if you're trying to set up, you know, and keep good boundaries for yourself and for others. You know, they say that you can't really truly love other people if you don't know how to love yourself. And I feel like having good boundaries is an important part. I feel like it's a crucial part of having self-love. But I don't know that if that is truly true, that you can't really love anybody else um, if you can't, you know, truly love yourself. Because, I mean, I can love my children all day. I may have issues or have had issues with self-love, but I love my kids all day long. I do. But I can love them better if I know how to love myself better because I know what I would not allow for myself I won't allow that for them so for example another example my son my three-year-old he loves playing on his tablet and he gets frustrated sometimes because sometimes the game doesn't work or the internet connection is not working and sometimes he gets very frustrated and here comes the tantrum and the crying and the meltdown. I told him one day, I took it away from him and I said, Samson, I can't give this to you. And he's crying, but I want my tablet. And I said, why would I give you something that's going to hurt you? That's going to make you upset. Why would I give that to you? Knowing that it's going to do that for you. I love you too much to do that. Okay. Because I, I said that because I realized I love myself too much to allow myself to sit and be tortured. <laughs> I'm putting up the boundary of, you know, you're not going to be having these tantrums. You're not going to be crying and having meltdowns. We're not going through this because I know what it does to me when I do that. And if I can put up that boundary, even though I know that you want this thing so bad, I know that it's not good for you just as well as I know that you expressing yourself in that way is not good for me. <laughs> So I'm setting the boundary with myself. I love myself too much and I love you too much to allow you to continue to, you know, continue in that bad behavior and making those poor choices. You're going to make a better decision and I'm going to help you make that better decision because I love me and because I love you. So when you think of it that way, it's like, I love you and I loved you before, you know, I would just let, I would just let the course play and just, you know, we would go in this cycle over and over again, but I am learning how to love myself 
better and how to identify with myself better in a way that it doesn't take away from me whether you like it or not that I took that tablet away from you. And to switch it over into regular adult life, it doesn't take away from me whether I say this is my price for (laughs) this product or this service and whether you like it or not, then it's okay. That doesn't take away from who who I am. It doesn't take away from who I am, whether or not I call you, you know, and keep up with you six times a day when I really realistically can only do once a day. That doesn't take away from me. I love myself too much to put myself through that stress of trying to keep up with something that I can't keep up with. That's another thing you got to think of, you know, self-love is, you know, respecting yourself with what you realistically can and cannot do. The more you love yourself, I feel like the less that you can be stressful because you've got these boundaries up and you're setting up these guidelines of what you will allow and what you won't allow, especially the things that stress you out. You want to keep those things to a minimum, to zero. And the more that you do that, the less stressed that you are and the more that you can be more positive and happy and give to other people and to be a better giver, to be a better lover, be a better friend, be a better um, sibling, be a better daughter. You know, that's what you got to think about. So that's all I've got for you today. I hope that it makes sense that you take it to heart, that you think about these things, about your identity, who you were and accepting who you are and being responsible to that woman or man, if you're listening, um, who you were before you came to this earth. Who were you? Who were you destined to be? What do you already possess inside that you are struggling to see, but everybody else can see? And I, I often think about it like, you know, we say we are made in God's image and that God sees us this way and that way. And sometimes it's hard for us to believe it. And, you know, sometimes you'll say, well, people always say that I'm this kind of person or that, you know, the positive attributes that people say about you and you struggle to believe it. Well, I see those people are like reflective lights of what God is saying. They're like extra messengers to remind you, this is how I see you. You are great. You are good. You are sweet. You are kind. You are giving. You are loving. You are, you know, faithful. You are loyal. You are deserving of great things. You are deserving of love. (laughs) You are deserving of money, of success, of prosperity. You are deserving. You are loved. And so the more that we can accept our identity and be responsible to that person to respect them, then we can be more honest with our motives And we can be committed to what our decisions are at the end of the day. So I hope this touched you. I hope this blessed you. If there's somebody that you know that could benefit from this, definitely share with them. I hope that this didn't go too, too long for you. I hope that it um, touched you and it just really like sinks in deep. If it's something that you think that, oh, I knew already, but hopefully you have learned something new or have gained a new perspective. I hope that it did that for you. And I also hope that you did not mind hearing baby Kingston in the background. (laughs) Because like I've said many times, I'm a mom. This is mom life. Mom on the go. You make it do what it do when you can. (laughs) So you guys take care and I will check you out on the next episode. 
is it okay? Yes. Kingston is expressing his boundaries to me. <laughs> I need to be there for him. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. You can follow along with the blog post at www.sincerelymrsmommy.com. If you'd like to send an email, you can do so at sincerelymrsmommy at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social, you can at sincerelymrsmommy and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest. Be sure to share this with your mom friends and tune in next week for another episode. Thanks, you guys. Be blessed.